Hello and welcome to another installment of Let's Discuss. Today we're continuing our rants on Bleach. This time we're going to talk about Season 2, quote unquote, also known as the Entry Season, where, just to kind of recap a little bit, last season we got to meet all of our characters a little bit. We covered, uh, up to this point, Ichigo is fairly strong. Rukia has just been taken back to the Soul Society, and she is about to be killed for giving Ichigo her powers. So, of course, Rukia is everybody's friend, so they all want to go to the Soul Society and save her. So, we end... Let's see here. Pretty much they find a way into the Soul Society. Kisuke Urahara has a, a means of getting them there, so... That takes care of that issue, but there is the next big issue is there is the whole central area of the Soul Society called the Serete, and it is essentially surrounded by a barrier of essentially a very interesting type of stone that actually cuts out all means of spiritual pressure. So, excuse me, if you like, well. No form of spiritual energy is really going to make it through there. So the only way they can actually get through is by having one of the guardians that is standing at certain spots lift the wall up for them and let them through. Or by other means, which, of course, this is Bleach, so we're going to go with the other means, which involves loading everybody up into a giant firework cannon and shooting them right through the barrier. So... That's how they managed to make it inside of the Serete and get past the whole little wall issue. Right out of the chute, you know, they're falling from the sky, and uh, they all get separated. So Ichigo and another guy get separated. Uh, they're one group. Chad ends up by himself, uh, and Uryu and Orihime end up somewhere else as well. Chad, he... Well, we'll just get him out of the way. What happens with him in this season so far? We don't see a lot of Chad in this season. Uh, his bit's very kind of minuscule. He runs into one of the more powerful uh, Soul Reaper captains, uh, Shunsui, who is a very... He's been around a long time, so he's very, very powerful. Chad tries taking him on. We don't really see him get cut down or anything. It's just... We just assume that Chad's in over his head. So... Yeah, Chad just basically gets thrown in jail. So that takes care of Chad. Um, during this season with Orihime and um, Uryu, uh, Orihime's not quite got her fighting thing down. She's still not with the whole idea of, okay, I've got to have the intent to kill if I'm going to attack these people or else I'm screwed. So she just kind of, I don't know, she kind of helped us at one point. And then they run into a... Soul Reaper, who's like, I don't know, probably sixth seed or something like that, or fourth, I don't know. He's not incredibly powerful, but he's strong enough to kind of make Orihime shudder and not really feel too confident in herself. But Uryu tends to be a complete badass and completely saves her and raffle stomps the Soul Reaper. And I believe that's essentially all we get out of them in this series. A lot of the side characters don't have a lot of screen time in this one. A lot of it focuses a lot more on Ichigo and him fighting his way up to the point of where he's going to save Rukia. So, to get to the bulk of this season, uh, we'll start talking about Ichigo. Ichigo gets separated with this guy named Ganjo. And Ganjo, he's kind of worthless in comic relief. Uh, his sister, actually, is the person who made the cannon that shot them all into the Soul Society. 
So right out of the chute, Ichigo and Ganjo, they run into the squad, uh, I believe it is, the fifth seat and the third seat from squad 11, which is the very gung-ho, all right, let's fight, let's frickin' kill something team, or, yeah, squad. And Ichigo faces against Akaku, and he's kind of, he's got that whole love for battle thing or whatever, and, you know, they fight, Ichigo eventually takes him down, and he's just astounded, and he's... Gives him the whole, well, Ikaku puts the whole fear of God in him because Ichigo knows he can't quite stand up to a captain yet. Maybe a lieutenant, but not a captain. And so, of course, he beats Ikaku, who's only ranked a third seat. And so Ikaku's like, well, if you beat me, my captain, he's going to come find you. And then he's going to kill you. He just absolutely loves battle. He's like a freaking demon. So I'd watch your back if I were you. And in the meantime, Ganjo runs into the fifth seat, I think it is. I can't remember his name, but he's a very interesting guy. He doesn't really seem like he'd fit in the whole gung-ho, let's-kill-everything kind of group, but he just does, I guess. Because he's one of them characters. He's kind of the flamboyant. He's kind of feminine. He doesn't come off as like completely gay or anything like that. He just feels that he's beautiful and, and everything, and he's a very odd cookie. But... Oh, well, Ganjo makes it around, and I don't know. That's not that interesting point there. Just you just have to watch to see what happens with that. It's a little bit of comic relief and stuff in there, but that's what Ganjo's primarily done for. Um, eventually here, uh, we get to one of the first big, pretty solid confrontations. Renji, the squad six, yeah, squad six lieutenant, one of the two people who came back to the... Uh, human world to pick up Rukia and take her back to the Soul Society uh, confronts Ichigo and he keeps asking, "It's like, you know, why are you doing this? You know, there's no way you can save her or anything." So Renji confronts Ichigo. They fight, and there's a lot of flashbacks to Ichigo's training with uh, Kisuke Urahara, and a lot of it is like, "Okay, if you're going to attack." You attack to kill. You are going to cut them. If you don't have this mindset, your blade isn't going to do jack shit. So, event. this is actually where we get to see Ichigo's first... More or less his first attempt at using his special ability uh, as a Soul Reaper, which is basically a big, bright flash of blue light that he hurls at his opponent. And we'll see him fine-tune that ability later on, but for now it's just this big, epic, badass experience explosion that aims right at Renji, completely wipes him out. I mean, he's still alive afterwards, but it's pretty cool. But at this point, Ichigo is, yeah, he's pretty well bleeding to death from a couple attacks from Renji. But this is, after this, you find a uh, squad four guy, I think is uh, Hinato? Hinato. And do you remember this guy's name? I don't remember this guy's name. He... I know nothing! Nothing! Okay, he's worthless. Okay, but anywho, it's kind of this little timid guy off of the Squad 4. Squad 4 is basically the uh, maintenance and healing and kind of spell-based uh, squad Ooh, in the Soul Society. magic. I will smack you. So he basically heals Ichigo up or whatever, and then they continue on heading towards trying to find Rukia. But... Let's see here. Before we get to that point, there's another part. Uh, there's a bit of a, 
problem that happens amongst the captains. One of the captains uh, gets murdered. Just kind of out of nowhere. One day! uh, Bad Guido. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, so eventually... We just see this guy's freaking body stuck through the side of a building, and there's blood everywhere dripping down the nice side of this nice, clean, white building. And it's like, oh, dude, you're getting your blood everywhere. Now we got to clean that shit up. But anyway, this kind of you know freaks a lot of people out. They're like, oh, my God, who did this? Oh, I bet this guy did it, or this guy did it. But, you know, we don't really don't find that out for a while and so on. But that's kind of that. It kind of pisses some people off. The uh, His lieutenant... Uh, he, he, I don't remember her name either. God dang it. You suck at this. I'm sorry. There's a lot of names to remember in Bleach. We're not good at everything. <laughs> I don't want to hear your excuses. Get back to it. Oh, okay. So she kind of freaks out, thinks this other captain did it, and then she attacks the captain, and the cat, and the, and the, and the captain doesn't really do much, but they throw her in jail. Yeah. And the kind of stupid thing about her jail, I don't remember if this takes place in the next season or not, but I'm going to touch on it anyways. She breaks out of prison because, well, how'd they do that, their frickin' cell or whatever? It's not breakable from the inside, but it's very easily breakable from the outside. Something stupid like that? Yeah, it's basic. basically, it's, it totally isolates them from the outer world, even though it looks like Oh hey, I could just like jump out this hole here, but no, it's they're totally isolated. Can't you know nothing can affect them. But if you're outside of it, you can literally like tap it and the door opens. So yeah, it's not the best designed prison in the world. Yeah, the prison in which they keep Rukia in is actually quite brilliant. In a sense, they keep her captive there, and the place. That oh she hell can, yeah. That place completely drained of all, like, spiritual energy. So, like, Rugia thought she didn't have much in the first place, but she was practically down to zero. So, like, later on, we see her take a walk outside as they're escorting her somewhere, and she just drops because of the spiritual pressure from all the captains and other people around them. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a a negative zone of spiritual pressure, and it's a freaking huge-ass tower with... The only exit is from, like, uh, super high distance up with a walkway that can be easily destroyed. Yeah, it's, we it's quite smash a... It? Yeah, it can be destroyed if uh, somebody tries to escape. It's it's a pretty uh, high-end prison. Soul Reapers don't mess around when they, you know, don't have, when they have issues with people. Oh, hell no. The weapon that they use for execution... Is fucking insanity. Like they, it's kind of funny because it gets destroyed. It gets destroyed, but basically that's funny though. But that's yeah. that's next season. Yeah, yeah. We digress. But, um, yeah. So yeah, Ichigo continue on to continue on with the story. Ichigo continues trying to look for Rukia and Hinataro. That is his name. I got it. That's a good Kini. Good Kini. I'm gonna put you down. Okay. Uh, oh my! Okay. Head desk. And oh, on the desk! Oh my! 
Okay, but back to Bleach. Oh, I get to continue on now? Are you done? Question is, are you done? Done as I'm gonna be for now. Okay, so, like I said, Ichigo and Hanataro keep going towards Rukia or whatever, and eventually, who happens to find them? Squad 11 Captain Kenpachi Zaraki. He's the like, most deadly captain of them all, other than uh, First Squad's captain, who is the commander of all of them. Kenpachi just loves to fight and everything. But yeah, so he fights Ichigo and stuff like that. He completely freaks Ichigo out at one point, because he's like, alright, I'll even let you have the first shot. Come on and cut me. And Ichigo just freaking tries to have an at him. I mean, he's scared out of his mind at this point, so, like, we don't oh, have it, that whole resolution to even, kill thing. You don't even, you haven't even told him the best part. He, when he meets Kenpachi, he is literally put to the ground just by the sky's spiritual pressure. Oh, like, yeah. it just, it like floors his ass. And then he, he's like, oh, yeah, come on, try to cut me. Come on, I'll give you the first go. And she goes, trying to act all serious, fine. And he goes, what? Hit, Tink. dink. Nothing. Not even a scratch. And he's like, oh. And so, of course, Kenpachi's, like, pissed off. He's like, oh, you must not be that strong. So there's, what, probably two or three different times that Kenpachi, like, knocks his ass down pretty much within an inch of his life. And, oh, yeah. Well, no, two different he times. Should... The first time he attacks him, cuts him down pretty good, and then Ichigo's like, all right, I got it. Well, we get more training flashbacks. So Ichigo is like, okay, now I have to make sure if I'm going to cut him, I have to know that I'm going to cut him. I need my resolution. Damn it. So he manages to cut Kenpachi a little bit, and then Kenpachi comes back, you know. Oh, yeah, this is where it gets fun because this entire time, Kenpachi's, when he first realized that uh, Ichigo couldn't cut him, he just got depressed because he's all about the fight. Like, his best moment is when he's almost near death and he can use his full power. And that's what he does here. He goes, oh, well, you've cut me. Good. Now we can have a real fight. Pulls off his eye patch, which we see has this like creature inside. It's this got like a teeth and little yeah. tongues. And it's like, yum, it, yum, yum, it feeds yum, off a spiritual pressure. <laughs> pressure. It's kind of like a, imagine a cap on the captain's power, so he's not insanely. He doesn't use his full power. He pulls his sucker off, and the pressure. Ichigo was actually standing toe to toe a little bit with him at this point. He pulls out the patch. The pressure just. Boom! Floors Ichigo again. I mean, you can, you know, just the little, like, black lines coming down, just the spiritual pressure is just like, oh! And it's like, oh my god, who the fuck is this guy? It's like, oh shit. And, and, uh, so it begins Ichigo's, uh, strive to not die. Well, there's that, and this is the point where he's once again down for the count, and you kind of see Kenpachi walking away, and then it freezes essentially, like it goes black and white or whatever. I remember right and Ichigo actually kind of gets more or less inside his own head and well kind of he starts well, communicating he with his Zanpakuto yeah this is where he goes into the Zanpakuto's dimension or he kind of like the this, domain where the spirit of his Zanpakuto they lies, explain really. this yeah they explain this later in a different uh, um, the Zanpakuto rebellion or whatever which yeah. is way off down the road uh-huh. and you'll learn more about it then and so they're, like, talking and everything. It's like, why don't you use my power or anything like that? And it's like, oh, well, I don't know. 
but they talk for a little bit, and then Ichigo's like, all right, son, I get to. I'll beat this guy. Just lend me your power. And so Ichigo gets up, and he's just, like, emitting roaring amounts of, like, bright blue spirit energy. And then Kenpachi, he just gets, like, all riled. He's like, all right, you're not dead. Yeah, we got to keep on fighting. So all of a sudden, whoosh, his power goes up and flare and everything. And so you, you just see them clash in this big, epic moment, the clash of their spiritual energy and their swords. And then they both fall down. It's essentially yeah, they, a stalemate, but... They take huge... I mean, they both take these fucking huge-ass uh, slashes, you know, from from the shoulder down. They just see massive cuts, and they both hit the ground. And they're pretty well within an inch of their life, both of them are. There's so many points in this series where people get beat within an inch of their life. But in this case, yeah, that happens. And Kenpachi's uh, little lieutenant, or his second seat, this tiny, teeny, itty-bitty little ball of sunshine. That bikini that she wore for the first time today. I don't know if we get... How funny would that actually be if she had a teeny-weeny other polka dot bikini? In the okay, yeah, it would be. There is somebody who does. I'm sure somebody does at one point. No, 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 no. Have... The, the, What's her face? Uh, Yuri. Uh, no, Yuri. Yuri. Um, no, 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 no. Her the the one who took over for her. Soifan. Of the sh- of, yeah, Soifan. Remember her her uh, finger stabby thing, Zampa, You remember? Yeah. When it comes alive in the rebellion. Huh. It's a little bumblebee girl. Yeah. There you go. Huh. I was kind of thinking more along the lines of that random filler episode where they all go to the beach. Oh, I didn't know. I don't remember if anybody had a yellow polka dot bikini. I don't know. We'll yellow probably polka. touch base on that because that's in like a season full of filler and everything, if I remember right. But yeah, eh, it's still worth a, worth a good laugh and everything. Okay, we're getting sidetracked again. Right. Back! Sidetracked. Focusing! Focus! Uh, that's pretty close to it. So yeah, the the teeny tiny uh, lieutenant, this teeny tiny little girl with pink hair and her bubbling personality, throws Kenpachi over her shoulder and just runs off. She's like, Kenny had a lot of fun time fighting you, so let's do it again. And Ichigo's just lying on there bleeding to death. He gets picked up, fixed up, and you know he's feeling kind of badass or whatever. And then we kind of transition a little bit to uh, people moving uh, Rukia out of her prison or whatever. I forget where they're taking her at this point or whatever. Yeah, this is where they're taking her to, uh... Um... They're not taking her to be executed. No, no, no. She's being tried. Okay, yeah, the trial... Remember, she she has to be put before and tried again. Right. For something 46. Yeah, basically, she's just being marched before the the head captain and stuff, and they go, okay... This is what you've done. Do you admit to it? Yes. Then you, you're sent. Of course, you know your sentence is death. Have fun with that. Yeah, pretty much. But then they're kind of walking across that bridge that Andy was talking about earlier, and she's being escorted by her older brother Biakuya, who's a very powerful captain. And uh, Ichigo's wounds are not completely healed or anything, but he goes, shows up, and he's like, "All right, I'm taking Rukia." And so. You know, he's thinking, okay, I'm pretty hot shit. I just went toe-to-toe with the captain and survived. So, uh, 
Yeah. And then Byakuya tries showing a little stuff. Like, he uses a flash step and stuff. And Ichigo's like, yeah, I can follow you. You're doing going to have to do better than that. But uh, Byakuya actually goes about to release his Zanpakuto into its Shikai and really starts to, well, doesn't really freak Ichigo out at that point. But out of nowhere, like, uh, Yoroichi... Uh, who is actually, well, I guess we didn't touch base on who Yoroichi is. Okay. Yoroichi is the cat that we meet earlier in the show. We see this black cat. It's actually Yoroichi. Yoroichi is a former member, is the former leader of the... Stealth um, Force and former squad. Stealth Force, captain. yeah. Yeah, she's super, so she's super strong. She's hidden out in the human world for a while. Yep. And she's come back to say, she's here right now, she's saving... Ichigo from being pwned by Byakuya. Uh, Byakuya. By la 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 la. Not enough coffee today. Byakuya. And, uh. So, so yeah. she saves him, takes him back to the. Um, to, uh. Kind of their learn, hideout, essentially. Yeah. To, uh, te- well, this, like, little cave or whatever. Mm-hmm. To teach him his, uh. uh bankai. Because without his bankai, there's no way he's gonna defeat Byakuya, so. He uh, goes into like a three. He says to Bayakuya, he'll have his Bankai, you know, he'll defeat him in three days, so he oh. goes. Yoroichi throws down that whole gauntlet and everything, because. Oh, it, does she? Yeah, she does. She knocks oh, yeah. him out, essentially. Because she's That's like, true. you don't stand a chance unless you have a Bankai. Because if Yakuya ever used his against you, you'd just be screwed. So, yeah, she knocks him out, throws him over her shoulder, and then runs off with him after telling Byakuya that he'll, he'll be back in three days, and then he will be strong enough to fight him. And so Byakuya's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, I'm still gonna whoop his ass when he comes back, so... Yeah, and just to note, just to note the three days, in three days, Rukia is gonna be put to death. That's kind of the timeline there. Which is kind of fun, because it gives it a really all-or-nothing thing. It's like, you know, you've gotta oh, yeah. make it, you gotta master this ability, which takes, I don't know, regular well, um, soul reap is like 10 plus years or whatever to... No, 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 no. To life, no, not even 10 years. Some of them, it's a lifetime. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like some people... Like well, level, I guess. Uh, What's-his-face doesn't even have his. Um, Kenpachi, he doesn't even have his Bankai. Yeah, but he's a Shikai, and that's one thing he's been... Yeah, he's, he's for. just a badass of power. Mm-hmm. He just has. He is a lot like uh, like Ichigo. He just has raw power, which you don't see a lot of, and it's usually like techniques and stuff. But for them, it's just raw power. Um, yeah, Ichigo goes into the whole training thing. Now and... you're getting into season three. It stopped. The season two stops actually right All after right. Yoruichi runs off with Ichigo. But yeah, okay, we know we'll, that he's we'll going to go it. train. Yeah, we'll end it there then because we we're trying to make this episode shorter because we've been going way too long on all these. So uh, thanks everybody. I uh, hope you appreciate this. Sorry about last week. Um, we'll do another installment next week. And Kimi credits. Alrighty. Thanks for listening for to another episode of Let's Discuss. If you like, uh, you know what you're listening to. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And if you have ideas that you want us to do tweet at us at twitter on twitter uh, at let's discuss nh or write on our facebook wall or shoot us an email at let's discuss nh at gmail.com this has been let's discuss bleach season two we'll see you next time